Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Enterprise Doctor Business Show. My name is Mark Harris. I am the Enterprise Doctor. I do advice and support for small businesses. And my guest today is Marie Rowe of Marie Rowe Travel, which is part of the Travel Counselors family. How are you, Marie? Hi, Mark. I'm very well. Thank you very much. And yourself? Good. Yes, I am good. And I am enjoying what is, while this is being recorded on the 28th of May, a lovely blue sky, sunny day. And I don't know when people are listening to this, but uh, I hope they have equally blue skies and sunny days. And we're going to be talking a little bit in a way about blue skies and sunny days in your business. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about about Mariro Travel. Travel is a very broad industry. What do you do? And I said part of the travel counsellor's family, if I can phrase it that way. How does, what's that about? Sure. So, yep, my business is a a travel agency. I also operate as a tour operator and Travel Counsellors is the franchise that, the support franchise that, that backs my business and allows me to do a lot of the things I do. So I joined in March 2016, so just over four years now, and I operate as a truly independent travel agent with direct contracts, every airline in the world, access to exclusive rates, and gosh knows how many hotels. So in a business where I could quite literally book anything in the world, I, I did try and find my own niche, which started off, I guess, by what works best for me. Yeah, and combination of what I enjoy the most. So I think over the last few years, I've kind of cultivated my sort of strap line um, of specialism. So when people ask, I say that I specialize in personally tailored adventures, luxury holidays, city breaks and honeymoons. And after four years, that's mostly what I do. Terrific. It's, it's often the way that if you market that you do this, this, this and this, that's what you end up doing. And I know that there are some, that there are a number of travel franchises out there with travel counselors being one of them. And I know that some of them, the big marketing pitch is that they don't charge you anything. They sort of get commissions or whatever from, from the holidays that you book. But I got a feel from what you said just then that that's not the way that you operate. So just suppose I said, I want a holiday. That's clearly an extraordinarily non-specific comment. How do you how do you narrow it down? How do you work out whether or not I want a holiday that's in your niche? How does it work? And and how do you earn out of it? If you don't mind me asking, but you are a business, and whenever I'm going to spend money with somebody and I can't see where they're making any money, well, I'm clearly missing something. So how do you what what's the financial model? I suppose is the question. Well, if you if you came to me and said you wanted a holiday, I mean, I'd have to have to ask you quite a few questions to narrow down. But I guess one of the one of the most important things would be what kind of budget have you got for where you want to go and how long you want to go for and the standard of accommodation you want. And I think ultimately, whether I can help you or not will be if that's realistic. And a lot of people might come to me with an unrealistic expectation of what something's going to cost because they just don't know. But then when I can give them a more realistic suggestion and if they're comfortable with that and we can work with that and move forward, then 
I would work with you to find out what it is you're looking for in your holiday. Do you want to relax on the beach or do you want a hiking adventure or all kinds of stuff? And once we've found something suitable for you, the way I would package it and sell it would depend on ultimately what it is. But more often than not, the way I would package something would be through direct contracts um, with suppliers. So as a tour operator rather than a travel agent. And the difference there is anyone who operates as solely a travel agent would book your trip through another tour operator and they would receive commission from it. But because I am the tour operator, I would use the exclusive rates that we have negotiated that are highly competitive and I can add a margin to those and still be really competitive. So that's how I would charge you obviously for you mark i'll probably charge a fortune <laughs> and that's why he wouldn't have me as a customer because i haven't got a fortune <laughs> there you go i'm working on it it's the dream i'll be a millionaire by christmas so one of the things that i think that i want to talk about two problems that you might have one is people like me who knows what i want goes and googles it books some flights book a hotel sorted thank you in what way are you better than that why shouldn't I do that why should I talk to you oh well um some people are really comfortable with booking their own stuff and I think largely it's because they think it's quick they think it's easy they know what they want they like doing their own research and um they think it's cheap so actually what you're not getting in that scenario is advice and knowledge and expertise and the the personally tailored element based on someone who's got to know and understand what you like and what you don't like and what you're looking for in a holiday. So there's a huge amount of recommendations and value a travel professional can add to make sure that the holiday you have is perfect for you and amazing. Because if you booked your own city break to Berlin and you went online and you booked the flight that's good for you, I might have booked you exactly the same flight, uh, but then you've got to maybe to find a taxi or an Uber when you get there, well, I could have booked you a, a transfer to get you straight to your hotel. And then the hotel you've chosen, you might have chosen it based on the fact it's got a really nice bar or the room looks good, but you might not have done the research on the location as well as perhaps I could have done. Mm-hmm. Um, so whilst you might have a great holiday, you could maybe have had a much better holiday and not know about it. But more than that, I think aside from the the added value of the expertise and the knowledge um, recommendations I can add. I can also give you actual reviews of customers and colleagues that have stayed there that are genuine, whereas you might have looked on TripAdvisor. um, And let's be honest, that is absolutely riddled with fixed and fake reviews, which is really sad, but it is... It's an issue, you know, places, hotels pay reputation management agencies to slander the competition. And yeah, and I, and I think the other, the opposite happens as well. I have a friend who owns a restaurant and he has lots of five-star reviews and a smattering of one-star reviews. And he knows that it's the bloke who owns the restaurant next door who's leaving him the one-star reviews. And the bloke next door, who owns a restaurant next door, has never eaten in his restaurant. He's just leaving bad reviews. So you read good reviews and you think, so did they pay someone to write that? And you you read bad reviews and you think, yeah. So I get that. And I, I like, if somebody said to me, 
somebody I know said to me, I have stayed in that hotel and it's good because of this and this, that, that has much more weight with me. And if you say to me, I haven't stayed in that hotel, Mark, but I've got five clients who have, and I've got colleagues who have, I've got, do you get to go on sort of junkets? Do you get freebies from hotels to go and stay so that you can have a clear understanding of the quality or otherwise of their establishment? Yeah, occasionally, and my colleagues do too. So between us and, and within the Travel Councillors Network, there's over, I think, maybe 1,800 travel councillors now. And between us, we've been everywhere and we, we can, we can okay. share our experiences and our customers' experiences. And you might come to me and say, wow, look at this hotel I found and it's got five-star review on TripAdvisor. And I might be able to say, well, actually, Mark, among our client base and our trusted review sources that, that we – audition that it's not it's that's not the case so So perhaps it wouldn't be right yeah and I guess that's a significant benefit for you of being I used the word family before part of that travel counselor's family is it's you know you've got 1800 people like you who've been to those various places as far as the freebies go I I used to run my own business which was an office stationery company so I used to get free post-it notes and and tipex every now and again and you get free holidays. Wow. I think I got it wrong. I have a friend who used to be in the diamond business. Let's not talk about his freebies. As well as the benefits of the expertise and knowledge and, and recommendations, the advantage of specifically being associated with travel counsellors rather than just in general being a, a travel agent, um, the benefits that I can offer my clients are financial protection, which is something no other travel agency or tour operator in the world can offer. 24-7 support. So we've got a global 24-7 duty office. If you need anything, any time of day, anywhere in the world, someone's there to pick up the phone and help you. That's good. We've got other things like an awesome app that's really great um, to manage our clients' location. Um, so you can go paperless and have a countdown to when you're going and uh, immediate access to, to me and my contact details. And it's personal. I think that's the, that's the thing you don't get doing anything yourself. And who's going to be there to look after you, Mark? <sighs> yeah. If there's, a, if there's a global pandemic. <laughs> well, absolutely. And you want a refund. Yeah, and that does lead me neatly to to what I really wanted to talk to you about today, which is I, I said that you know that I can see two problems for your business. One is people like me um, who just sort of go off and do it myself, and and I think you've done a good job there of of explaining why DIY is maybe not the best thing. Having you do it for them is is potentially better. But the other is there's this funny thing, well, not at all funny thing, I shouldn't even say that. There's this horrible thing called the global pandemic, the the coronavirus, the lockdown. The travel industry is decimated, is that a good word? And here you are talking really positively, bright and cheery. Is that a front or are you actually, are you making any money right now? Are people clearly aren't going on holiday, but are they booking holidays what's the impact on you what are you doing to try to reduce the impact good question there's been uh, there's been a few stages for me over the last couple of months so obviously the early part of the the lockdown was terrifying because 
We had clients all over the world that we had to get back. Borders were closing left, right and center. And it was, it was really hard. It was, it, I've, I've never worked so hard in my life actually, but obviously I'm not getting paid in those circumstances. Um, so now we're in a position where we did get everyone home. We have looked after all of our customers who are so happy and their upcoming holidays have had to be postponed. So during all of that, I haven't been paid uh, for any new bookings because people have naturally been worried about, about traveling and booking. But during that period of time, I think I've been busier than ever. Initially, as I said, busier than ever helping everyone and then rebooking and refunding and all those things I needed to do. But then I think I realized that I need to have a business at the end of this, when travel resumes, I need to have a business and I'll do anything I can to make sure that that happens. So I've used my time to a number of things really, but to stay visible to my clients and my followers is so important. So I've spent a lot of time creating content on social media, making videos to comfort and inspire my client base so as they don't forget about me because mm. I'm also aware that if they're not calling me they might be calling me someone else <laughs> and add value where I can right so what can I do for my clients while I can't book their holidays so I can inspire them and mm. I've done a lot of work creating some inspirational content to keep spirits up and travel dreams alive during this period and so to some to some extent, I've wor- would say I've worked harder than I've ever worked, but n- not made much money <laughs> in the short term. But I know that I'll make up for it when travel resumes, because now more than ever, not just my clients, but n- new clients, people need people need trusted travel experts, and I'm hopeful that my business will bounce back. I often talk to clients about the difference between marketing and sales, and I refer to marketing as planting seeds and and sales as harvesting. And you have to be planting the seeds. You can't just harvest because there's no seeds that have grown to harvest. So uh, to continue that, what you're doing now is, is planting a lot of seeds, doing a lot of that marketing and i suppose it's quite relevant which is not relevant for some businesses but for your business people can book a holiday have a good time and then book another one and then book another one and then book another one once a year twice a year once every couple of years you know whatever suits them so you do have that ongoing relationship but i guess it's not an every week kind of a contact they might book a holiday in the summer and then they start thinking about a christmas holiday and in that interim, they, if you're not keeping those regular contact going, the touch points, then they might go to somebody else like you. They might go to just the internet. They might get a junk email from a cruise company and say, hey, I'll book it. So keeping that regular contact going, I guess, is, is critical for you. I think as well that the way I work with my clients is with the view that that I am going I am their their travel agent I'm not just a one-off I am there and they're so happy with what what I do and how I work with them that they do always come back but during a, a huge period of time where we're not selling travel or talking about travel promoting travel then yeah I guess there is a a risk that if I didn't keep up communication with them that they could potentially 
go somewhere else when this all resumes but I, w- I get to know my clients really well so even if I wasn't marketing during that time I'm there you know wishing them happy birthday or telling them they need to renew their passport or, or clocking in with them on really? a number of that, reasons that's all and, part and, of the service you know tell it, telling me that my passport needs renewing is something you would do yeah definitely and that's true all the little extras because that's what makes it a personal service and that and I get to build you know great relationships with with my clients in the process to the point where you know I'll phone some of them up and say guess what I've just tried a new wine and I think you'll really like it because I know that about them okay I was I was going to ask you you said about all this marketing you're doing and and I know I think I'm right in saying you do videos and you do all sorts of stuff for a lot of people working out what are they gonna put in all of their marketing what is the content what are they going to talk about do you struggle with that question or are you have you got so many ideas and thoughts that you you struggle your struggle is getting it all out there my head's bursting no I do put a lot of thought into it but as I said earlier one of the things that I need to I needed to think about is how am I going to add value to my clients at this time there's no way I'd feel comfortable advertising an offer for a great deal in Mexico next March you know it's not right at this time so you have to be sensitive to the situation as well so thinking about what can I do what do people want right now because mixing the content the idea of the content with the fact that it's just great visibility for me to be posting anything right now I just thought about what am I doing so well, I'm watching a bit of Netflix. I'm reading a couple of books. I'm listening to music on yeah. Spotify. Be great. Well, let me offer that to, to my clients. I did a newsletter recently and I, I put in, I made a playlist on Spotify, 100 lockdown tunes. And I just gave it to everyone. Listen to this great playlist I've put together. Here's a book recommendation I've got. This is what I'm watching on Netflix. I've got a great movie recommendation. I just filled it with stuff like that. I wrote a travel quiz as well. That was quite fun. And I gave okay. that out to everyone this was back when zoom was the a new thing for everyone and yeah. now everyone's doing quizzes but yeah just as anything like that and i think the point for me is as long as it's personal because i could easily share someone else's playlist and say oh this is a great playlist i listen to i could easily yeah. share someone else's quiz but it's not it's mine i did it i made it it's it's my personality and i did it for my clients and they love it because it's an effort. Okay, I tell you what I'd love you to do is will you share with me please a link to the Spotify playlist if if you can share can you share a link to a Spotify playlist? He must be able yes. to. And yeah, yeah. with your permission I'll upload it to the um to the podcast notes so that people listening to this can say okay, let's see. Is it music that you like or is it music you think other people will like? Is it travel themed music or just music? What t- tell us what to expect ish. So I called it 100 Lockdown Tunes, so it's 100 songs, and it is all songs that I like, but I have quite an eclectic taste in music, so I've made sure it's really suitable across a whole load of genres and nothing too crazy. So the chances are, if you didn't like a track, you could skip it, and you'd really like the next one. But I'll be interested to hear what you think of it. I am going to listen and I will tell you what I think of it and that leads me beautifully to the question I wanted to ask you about all of that marketing that you're doing just before we sort of wrap up is 
is it a two-way street you're, you're putting it all out there and in in the hope and expectation that your contacts your clients your prospects are feeling positive about your business as a result of it and are you're always in their head you're, you're hoping that when they do get to the point in in their lives and in the development of the lockdown or the removal of the lockdown they're actually going to book a holiday that is you they talk to are you getting feedback are you getting comments you're getting one or two are you getting lots are you are you comfortable you're hitting the right buttons yeah i think that whilst i've been creating a lot of fun content to add value in a way i suggested that in the absence of selling travel at the moment and whilst i've been trying to just remain visible however i can that i have also been really focusing on the security piece so booking trusted travel there's a lot of content i've got about what's going on in the industry and and why you should use a trusted travel agent reassuring my clients that I am the right choice for them and I have looked after the clients that I've got and they all know it. So they're all saying to me, of course, they're saying they'll come back as soon as they can to book their holidays and they can't wait. And in the meantime, the fun content is just to keep just to keep up doing what I can for them in this period. But to show that I care as well, because I really do. But I have provided a lot of of content that's valuable in terms of keeping people up to date with what's going on in the industry and yeah as I said reassuring them that when travel resumes they'll be looked after and that's really important as well for me from a credibility point of view from you know thought leadership perspective and and trust and I think that not only will my existing clients come back to me based on all of those things, but I've had a lot of people that have seen my content that aren't, that haven't ever booked with me before that have told me that they absolutely will from now on. Cool. And that's a reflection on the content I've put out. They're looking at it and they're thinking, okay, well, her business hasn't been affected. Of course it has in that I haven't sold any holidays for two months, but that will come back. But other than that, They've seen that my company is absolutely rock solid, stable, will still be here at the end of all of this and will be doing the right thing. And that's the biggest thing right now that I'm so proud of. We've done the, I've done the right thing by all of my customers. No one hasn't had a refund or a rebook. No one's been let down or out of pocket. And there's a lot of stories right now where that has been the situation for people that have either booked themselves or, with an with an online company yeah. that they did they didn't properly know. Yeah. So what, what, what was the question? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there was ten. Let me say that I think that the way I'm thinking right now is that I'd like to look at some of that marketing. I'd like to be subjected to it, if I can put it that way. And maybe listeners are thinking that way too. And clearly, if they follow you on Facebook or Twitter or, or read your blogs or whatever, they're not committing to anything. They're not even committing to to keep looking at your Facebook page. So I'd love you to share with me links to some of those things so that I can get involved and be inspired and listen to your Spotify list. And also so that the listeners want to, then they can just have a little click and all of those notes will be 
in the uh, in the podcast notes on people's devices right now while they're listening to this so they can listen to the last minute or two of this and then go away and do that i am inspired i think that if i was running a travel business right now i'd quite possibly be sitting in a corner and crying and would have been for a couple of months and i think that would be the really really easy option and you have taken clearly the better option but the much harder option of stand up shoulders back think it through what can i do what do i want out of this what can i reasonably expect out of this current situation because what you want out of it is for everybody book holiday well you know that ain't gonna happen so what can you reasonably expect and then what is it that you need to implement in order to lead you towards those reasonable expectations so i am inspired i admire you for that if listeners are also inspired and admire you for it then maybe they will think about what they can do in their businesses to replicate the the thought processes their businesses will be different if they're if they're travel people maybe they'll just copy you but but for whatever business it is thinking about what outcomes can i reasonably expect right now that will sow seeds that I can harvest later? And how do I make those outcomes happen? I think that's a really good thought process for any business to go to. Marie, it's been really good. Thank you very much. I hope you've enjoyed it too. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Good. It's been my pleasure. As I said, all Marie's details are in the podcast notes. That's Marie Rowe of Marie Rowe Travel. And what you will also find in the podcast notes is my contact details, Mark Harris from Enterprise Doctor, and I do advice and support for businesses. And there will be another episode of my podcast along in a couple of days. I'm so delighted by the number of really interesting people who seem to want to be a guest and listeners seem to be downloading. So that's all good. Everyone's a winner. I do welcome feedback, so please send it to me if you wish. This is Mark Harris from the Enterprise Doctor Business Show, signing off.